Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today's clip is from last week's Great Lakes Fishing Podcast Roadshow in Niagara Falls, New York. We're visiting with Captain Matt Yablonski from Wet Net Charters. Matt fishes the west end of Lake Ontario, and we're talking all things salmon fishing on Lake Ontario. Admittedly, the audio in the next few shows won't be perfect. The first day we were in New York, we had a few technical issues, but the information provided by Matt in this interview is excellent, and I couldn't let this show sit on the cutting room floor. I think you'll gain something from it, and I think you'll enjoy it despite the audio. Let's go to the interview. Chris, welcome, on, buddy. Great to have you on. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, what do you think so far early on here at the Greater Niagara Fishing Expo? How's the show been? I just uh, just had a chance to walk around a little bit. There's a lot of new faces, a lot of new products. And it's probably one of the better shows I've, I've ever been to. Yeah, it's 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 happening here right we've now. Boats, we've got you name it. Well, I mean, think about it. And, and I should know this, but I don't. How, how many what? How many years has this one been? How many, how many years have is this one been coming on? It's been a while. Uh, it's probably been since like 2016. So we're closing in on 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I, the one thing I noticed today was was the progression of the show, right? So it started out as literally tables, and you know there wasn't, you know, you know booths, you know everything wasn't curtained off and right. whatever. Where it's yeah. like it's really turned into a really professional, well-run show, and and that's credit to Joe and lots of staff. The the visitors bureau here has done a nice job and yeah. it's just it's 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 come a long way it's so. turned into one of the best consumer shows that there is you know there's products from every manufacturer here um different tackle shops that are local bringing tackle in um making sales a lot of guys that are just making their own products yeah a lot of custom garage grown stuff so that you just fun you know you know you can buy fishing lures over the internet yeah, yeah. But unless you touch them and feel them and see them and see really, oh, this is a little different. I need it. And this is a place to showcase it because, you know, it's, it can, you can pick them up and touch them. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of new faces here. So, yeah. So we, we flew down from Minnesota and our neck of the woods, we've got all of these customized fishing jigs. Like it's a big deal. And, and really the, the big manufacturers, there are a few of them, but, it's really is turned into a custom game. Oh, sure. Is that something you're seeing here on the salmon front too, where there's a lot of new custom people coming in and just a lot more variety? Oh yeah, definitely a lot of variety. Um, guys that are doing their own meat rigs and guys doing their own meat heads and guys flies. And mm-hmm. You see everybody's painting spoons and you know it's it's really kind of a fun time to be you know be in the tackle business. Uh, I I'm just a charter captain. I just fish, so yeah. I don't I don't get into painting spoons and stuff, but I like to look at them and help those guys out. You know, see some new stuff that, that they want me to try out. I'll put them in the water and let them know how it works. Well, what do you see with that when you're going out there with these new colors and just new designs? Do you think the fish are like, hey, that's something new? Or what do you think's happening with that? You, you want my honest opinion? Yes. Yeah. Tell stories. No, give me your honest opinion. <laughs> I've got. I, I try the new stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm an old school guy. Mm-hmm. You might be technically one of the younger captains around, but I'm an old school guy. I run a lot of silver streaks, mm-hmm. uh, green alwine, nothing but a 
a silver max moon with white, little green, and a little black. You know, put that in the water every day and it catches fish. So I've got my staples that go down. Mm -hmm. I put the new stuff out mm -hmm. and I challenge it. Mm -hmm. If it can catch just as many fish as Old Faithful, mm -hmm. then it'll go in the spot. Mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's a little slow, it might be a high sun specific, might be a low sun specific, but I always challenge them against Old Faithful. Yeah. You know, and uh, I run some, I run some streaks. I run a green skirt. Green skirt catches me fish every day, all day long. Um, so the newer colors, they do work. But you know, how, how do you keep it straight? Like that's one thing I know. Even with even with my own tackle, it's like I, I don't. Even, I have a hard enough time remembering what I had for breakfast, let alone what time, <laughs> right. let alone what spoon worked on a sunny day when the wind was out of the east a week ago, right? So I mean, is there? Do you have any tricks for that, or do you write stuff down? I mean, what do you do? Well, if it's something I want to try. I put it on my dash face up right in front of me mm -hmm. so that I remember to put in the water. Cause if not, you know, the old faithfuls go in and, and I don't, you know, you don't get to try the new stuff, but I put them out there and on my dash, I've got a set where I've got my glow spoons. I've got my high sun spoons and I got new stuff. So I've got them right in front of the boat as I'm driving, I'm looking at them. Mm -hmm. So the ones that are, ones that are belly up are old faithful and ones that are face up are the newer ones I want to try. Mm -hmm. So I can see them. The other ones I know what they are. So if you walk by now, the monsters go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the ones that are going, the ones that are going with the back side. we got to try to figure out those out. Once it's piling up, nobody gets to see, right? Yeah. 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 Except for the ones that let people see. I, I, I get it. Okay. You know, but if I don't, you know, because you get, you get into a routine, you get into a pattern, and every morning the same stuff goes out. And then, but I do want to try the new stuff because a lot of it will catch fish just as good as the old stuff. Mm -hmm. So I put them there face up right in front of me, and I throw them in the water whenever you know, when the bite's hot, is you know, when there's no bite, it doesn't matter what you put in the water, it's, like, it's not going to work. So you got to wait till there's a hot bite, throw the new stuff in, and so how she runs. Oh, uh, well, Captain Dan Keating just said, you know, one of his things is, you know, not trying enough thing, you know, and not going. So if, if you're on a tough bite, are you going to are you gonna switch stuff up a lot, or are you going to rely on old faithfuls, or are you going to do both? Are you going to do half and half, or what's your... When the bite's tough, yeah, it's my regular spread. It's your regular spot. And so I, you don't change every 15 minutes or whatever. You're, you're going to run with what you do. Yeah, I, I used to do that a lot. You know, I had an area in the boat where if I took it off a rod, I'd hang it up. You mm -hmm. know, if it didn't work, I'd hang it up. You're going to have a whole bunch of spoons on that little area at the end of the day. And then at the end of the day, I, what's on my rods, when I put the rods away, all those old faithful spoons, that green skirt, that, you know, the, the, the green alewife, um, you know, uh, black chili willy. So... When it's tough bite, I just let them in there because I know they'll eat them. You know, if you're trying new stuff when it's tough, if they don't eat it, then you say, oh, it doesn't work. So you, I think you've got to try your new stuff whenever the bite's hot. This is yeah. a good question on size there, Chris, if you could pull that one. Because yeah. this is one I always ask myself. So Glenn, Glenn Ganetsky chiming in. And we, we promoted the, we were going to talk about Niagara Bar, so I think we've got some Niagara Bar coming in. Uh, mag Spoons, Glenn says, uh, are Mag Spoons the norm for early May on the bar to mimic adult spawning bait? Should I run a mix of sizes? What do you think, mags or, or a mix? I'll tell you what, I normally don't put a standard size spoon in the water until June. When I'm out there in March, April, May, they're all Mag Spoons. Mm -hmm. A couple reasons. Normally the water's got color. You know, our water coming out of the Niagara is green. It's got a lot of chalky color to it. So you want a bigger profile. You want more vibration. You want more color. Uh, by the time June gets around, the water warms up. It's starting to clear up. And you're starting to, you know, 
they'll, they'll see it better. But I, I, I run all mags, brooms, all spring lock. We got a couple other questions here. I think they were directed towards Cat and Dan Keating, but I think you can definitely answer these. Sure. Um, here's one from Great Lakes Triller. He says, uh, how does a current direction change or make your spread? Current direction makes a difference, uh, especially where I fish. Uh, my boat is docked 12 miles east of the Niagara River. So the closer I go to the west, the more current you're in. Um, when you're going into the current, you've got to run slower. Uh, your lines will pick up more, your longer lines, your divers. So it definitely changes the way you go. And when you're going with the current, if I'm trolling east, I've got to go a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there goes the fish hawk. Right. Yeah. Motion again. Yeah. When you're in the current, you've got to have that fish hawk down. Without it, you don't know what's going on. And when you get halfway from Wilson's of the river to mm -hmm. six mile, the current changes. So you're going one direction, you get your into the current. By the time you get to six mile, there's a little back eddy, changes again. Those changes are hot spots, yeah. you know, and, but I don't know when you're down speed, it, you know, you're, that's what determines what you do with the current. If, if you had never done this before, if you'd never, like, if you were brand new to this, I mean, just kind of using, knowing what you know, would you start out just pulling spoons or would you mix in, you know, your rotators, your, you know, what, what would you do if you were just. Just starting. What, what, how would you, how would you do it? Tips for a beginner would be just run spoons. Just run spoons. Uh, spoons will catch fish at any speed. Now, if you're doing 1.6 mile an hour, that spoon's got a big lazy action, and a lot of times the bigger fish like that bigger lazier action because it's slower. They don't have to chase it. Um, but a spoon will also run to like three five, three six, three eight. Flasher flies, meat rigs are way more speed sensitive. So right. if you run a if you run spoons. You can run your mag spoons, your standard spoons. You can run NKs, silver streaks, stream weavers, and they'll all run at any of those speeds. So, yeah. you know, just for that's what I think too. Just I mean, I mean, like Chris, I mean, obviously, yeah, we're in the business of selling fish hooks or whatever, but sure. we're really in the business of, um, you know, getting people exposed to the sport. And you know, by doing that, you know, we're going to get our fair share at some point in the future. I mean, that's our philosophy. But right. it just seems to me because I mean. Dirty secret, I don't get to fish as much as a lot of people do anymore sure. and, and want to do more, but like it just seems like I'm always fishing spoons because I'm not as dialed in as you guys are. Right. And it's, you know, I can still catch enough fish to keep it interesting. It seems yeah. Like. yeah I, I definitely think spoons are the way to go just to, you know, to increase your chances. And sometimes they don't want flash or flies, sometimes they don't want meat. I think they always, I mean, you, you just hear so much about meat and, and flash or fly, and then you hear about it where it's like, uh, Spoons are kind of like the, you know, I just kind of think of them as like the old, the old faithful, you know, sure. standby. You know. They don't get enough, uh, they don't get enough press these days. No. If you have somebody who's been running spoons for a while and they're thinking about running a meat program, what kind of advice could you give them to get started in running some meat? I, I would say, um, kind of keep it simple. Don't get too fancy with, you know, the, the big fish paddles and the, the fancy colors. Colors will work good in the dirtier, you know, cloudy water, white on white, uh, mm -hmm. like white with uh, glow and like a Mountain Dew and just a basic, you know, green glow, green glow head. Don't get too fancy, you know, give them something that, you know, the steelhead will eat, the lake trout will eat, kings of co-hosts, just throw something down there that everything wants. You know, if you go too big, too gaudy, too this, you know, you, you, might, you might be missing fish. Mm -hmm. So. You know, my, my idea is just keep it simple. And what do you use? Are you using herring or what are you using? For I, um, I use a lot of dream of a ballyhoo. Okay. Um, the ballyhoo, I can get sometimes two, three, yeah. four fish. Huh. 
it's really tough. Uh, I, I like the shape. I like the size of it. I do run some herring, but I'll I'll uh, I'll cut my own, um, just because I I like smaller pieces, thinner pieces to kind of match the 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 um, valley. But that that valley has got a very distinct scent to it, and the fish really like it. I got a pizza place in my hometown called the Valley Hoo. Oh yeah, and their pizza has a distinct scent to it as well. <laughs> I want to try It's great stuff. Yeah. It's like you can't get a pizza like that anywhere else. <laughs> but um, you talk a little bit about that spin with the spoons. How does the motion work when you're running meat, and how speed sensitive can it be? Well, I I like to run uh, just old school Rise Davis heads, mm -hmm. and they're very tunable. A lot, of the, a lot of the other heads in the market are very firm or stiff. You can't tune them. With those, I think if you have a smaller piece of meat, they rotate in a circle. Mm -hmm. I personally don't like that action. I think some guys do, but I don't. I like it when it kind of labors itself. It kind of rotates up slow, and then it kind of falls fast. Mm -hmm. Slow, fast. So every time I put a piece of meat in the head, I put it in the water behind the boat, out of the current, out of the, like, which, depending on which motor I'm running, I put it on the non-motor side. So I can really see how that meat rolls. Mm -hmm. So I tune it. Um, but uh, I think tuning is very important. I like that labor, slow roll. Mm -hmm. um, and even if I'm running fast, if I'm running fast, I'll turn the bend right out of that head so that I can run them with my spoons at 3233. Three, three. A lot of people think you have to run meat at 1618. Mm -hmm. But if you put it behind an 8-inch flasher instead of, like, a 12 or a fish paddle, like your spin doctor, they'll rotate with your spoons. Just turn that, take the bend out of it, mm -hmm. and, and let and just let the meat give the flip. Sure. So you know, it's I, I, I tweak things a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm. That's what makes you Captain Maggie Blasky. Well, you know, I I just I like to put people on fish. Um, I want all of my customers to have a good experience. I want everybody to catch fish. So, and I and I'm I'm pretty free with my information. If you want to know something feel free to call me text me you know when i'm on the water i get a lot of messenger messages from people and i'll help you out yeah. here's another question this one is from cap i think this is directed towards captain dan too um but he kind of left us uh we had you coming in i'm uh, looking for it um, but it was asking about king salmon in lake ontario going deep oh here it is from jim lemon uh just saying what do you think is causing the salmon to run so deep in the summer in lake ontario or have they always been there well I, you know that's kind of an interesting question because on the west end of lake ontario i don't find the salmon go that deep because mm -hmm. uh, our water has color it has color all all year long. So what we're doing is we're avoiding the clear water and looking for the colored water coming out of the Niagara River. Mm -hmm. Once you get into that colored water, typically, you know, 80 to 100 feet is as deep as our fish go. And as you go to the east end of the lake, that they don't have that color that we have. Mm -hmm. So it's more like Lake Michigan water where it's clear and blue and the fish do go deeper. So uh, I know my, my guys on the east end, they'll fish them down 120, 150, 180 feet. I typically keep my spread 80 to the, 80 to the surface. So I don't really have the direct answer to that question because my fish I see on our end of the lake don't really go that deep. Okay. I mean, they will, but I don't chase them then. It, it seems like clarity is the, is the, is the most common answer yeah. we get to that question is the, is water fairies look. Seems right. like. Our food is up high because they're in that Niagara plume. The food's high. So the bait fish are all high. When I run over a school of bait, usually it's 30 to 60 feet. So the fish are, you know, no more than 10 above it or 
20 below it. Um, on the east end, they don't have as much bait because the water's clear. Their bait goes deeper, their fish go deeper. So um, wherever the food's at is where you're gonna find those fish. And that has a lot to do with the clarity of the water. All right, well, we're getting, we, people did say the audio was good. Now it's not anymore, so. <laughs> Again, fingers crossed. We're trying. We're, we're trying. <laughs> Um, we got uh, Captain Frank Campbell coming out here in just a moment, but uh, anything you wanted to touch on that we didn't get a chance to ask you about today? Man, I don't know. Um, I know I know Lake Erie right now is 37 degrees. Uh, there's a lot of 40-degree water in Lake Ontario right now. If you look at satellite maps, even you know the whole east end, central east end of the lake is 40 degrees. So I just think we've had a good growing season. We should have a lot of kings and a lot of big kings to catch this year. All right, very good. Brings it on its way. People want to get all to you. Your website is getthenatwet.com. It's yes, wet it HRs. Yes, it is. Captain Matt Yablonski, right. appreciate you giving us some of your Thank time you. here today. And fun to have you on again as well. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.